Thanks for joining us. This is Jacqueline Lowe from Grace That Reigns. Our ministry helps ordinary people all over the world to renew their sense of wonder. This time, we are helping to renew your wonder for the vocation of the priesthood. So I recorded my friend, Father Charles Mazouk, from the Diocese of Dodge City, Kansas, in 2015. During that time, he had recently been diagnosed with cancer. And the question that I asked him was this, what does the role of the priest mean to you? I appreciate that we really affect people, and uh, we have a lot to give, more by uh, only our example, but by what we do. And if we, if we take that for granted, we're missing part. Our Lord has put us here to, with our vocation, to not only help people, but to, to be a witness of him. I didn't think about that before. I just went about doing my work. Uh, but now, since I've had this, this illness, this cancer, I've started to think about, oh my gosh, you know, I was affected, and I'm still affected. You know, we might say, oh no, we're not, but we are, you know, in, in our own, own ways. Bishop is, I am, you know, everybody. But I don't think we realize that. And this is not to brag about it, you know. But, you know, we're here to bring Christ to others. And, and, and we do it in many, many ways. Not by what we say, but what we do. And we've got to thank the Lord for that. Uh, we've got to thank him for for being able to say mass, to get up, to eat, to drink, to walk, and so on. And, and just really thank him and, and be grateful. Uh, we, I never did that. Maybe in a small way, but now I, I spend more time and, and uh, I've asked God many, many times, why? You know, why in the world did he give me this, you know? I don't ask that so much now, but maybe if I get worse, I may I may ask that again. But I think I, I, I can turn that around and say, okay, this is a part of my witness to the world, whatever that is, that there's something greater. I don't want to leave this world. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm too young to do that. Uh, but uh, I've made a difference, and uh, I've got to, got to realize that. And, and so I'm thankful, and as, as I've told many, many people, we've got to live for the present moment. And so on. You know, past is over. We can't redo that. In the future, we don't know, you know. Uh, so, it, it, you know, I don't think I ever have said this or thought this in a way, but, well, I guess I'll say, yeah. am I grateful that I had cancer? Well, <laughs> yes and no. It certainly woke you up to something that... Yeah. It, it just made me aware, you know. 
And maybe not everybody's like that. You know, I, I can't put myself in another priest's shoes and so on, but, but I suspect, I don't think I'm that much different than most priests. I suspect that we just kind of go about our duty and so on, which is okay, but we've got to stop and be thankful for what we do and what we can do and how we affect people because people have just responded. You know, just the letters they have written me and what they say when I see them in great bands and so on, you know. It's just un unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, it just humbles me. So that's where I'm at right now. This is Jacqueline again. Thank you, Father Charles. Now, I am going to interview Father Chuck again. This time, it's 2020. It's exactly five years after my first interview with him. He still suffers from cancer, but I think his outlook has changed about the priesthood. I'm excited to introduce to you Father Charles Mazouk from the Diocese of Dodge City. So here I am with Father Charles Mazouk. Uh, met him five years ago. It's a it's a blessing to be able to meet up with him again. Hello, Father Charles. Hello. <laughs> uh, good to hear you again. Yeah, I you can't just, believe it. Five years. It's been five years, but uh, it's now twenty twenty. Mm hmm. And uh, next month, I'll. Uh, Celebrating uh, 47 years in the priesthood. 47? Uh, wow. I want to say, you know, being a priest uh, is different, of course, than somebody being married mm -hmm. or even another vocation. Uh, you know, I think a priest has an effect, more of an effect, than other vocations. Now, you know, through my 47 years as a priest, mm -hmm. I've been in, what, about 15 parishes in the diocese. Oh. And during that time, mm -hmm. I have been able to be with people in their good times, in their sad times, in their so-so times. And I've had a close relationship with many, many people. I don't think another vocation has that ability to be with people, uh, especially you know, you know, the funerals and the wedding and, and times of sadness and times of sickness and times of joy. All those, I think, uh, priests. You know, I never realized that. You know, forty years ago or so that. I would be able to affect other people. Again, not what I say or do, but just because I'm a priest and, and people look up to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think there's another vocation that can say that, you know, that, that you know, has an effect on, on many people. Uh, maybe another vocation uh, can see people and so on. But I think we see people and 
all stages of life. Right. Young, young and old. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, it, it just, uh, and it's really unbelievable. Uh, I know I've had, uh, uh, been with people when their uh, family, uh, you know, one of their members has committed suicide. Oh. And I was, the, I was there the night that he did that. Oh, and my. was with the family. And, uh, you know, and they come back to me, oh, this has been about 20 years ago. Wow. Yep. Mm. The other day they come back to me and they said, Father, that meant so much to us that, wow. you know, you just were there and you were visiting and so on. And I remember that time. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, You're able to delve into their lives and become true shepherds for them. Yeah, you know, right, right. Like I say, I don't think other vocations can do that that much. And, and uh, you know, uh, just last week, mm-hmm. I had somebody call me while they did a message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was their parishioners, and uh, I know them pretty well. Mm-hmm. And their son died. Uh, he was an alcoholic, and so he, you know, he passed away, and... You know, they found him, and they're dead. And they said, Father, you know, we want you to know this. And I says, you know, I said, I'll pray for him, and I'll say a mass for him. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, other people, I mean, uh, uh, you know, like with other people, sometimes I've had individuals when I've been, talking or visiting or, or giving a workshop or something like that. Right. And uh, people have opportunities to go to confession, even outside of a workshop. Right. They, people come and they go to confession. Right. And there's nothing, you know, unusual about that. But, you know, they say, well, Father, uh, I've had this on my mind. For mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. and I have confessed it till today. Not so much what I said or what I did, mm-hmm. but I was there, and they were able to confess. And you know, through our belief and their belief, they are forgiven, and that's a big load off their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, you know, a regular lay person, they can maybe hear it, you know, and, and make that person feel better, right. but a priest, uh, you know, they know that, you know, through God, that they truly are forgiven, and I can say that to them, I said, you are forgiven, you, you know, whatever it was, you are forgiven, and uh, they need to hear that, and uh, so the sacraments we have, right. that we marriages and, and so on you know did you uh, know back, even did you know back then 47 years ago that you would be this effective i did not know uh what this was all about really when i was you know 47 years ago mm-hmm. uh, i did not know that uh we would be that effective and that we could 
you know, be that effective to other people. And, and a different thing you can do mm-hmm. and say. Right. Uh, were you always a people person? So, why did you were, say? I'm sorry. Were you always a people person then? I mean, I know the quality, your qualities of being able to draw people to you is... It's so it's yeah. so wonderful and beneficial to you and a grace. Well, uh, I laugh at that when people <laughs> say that. Uh, uh, I just had a well person this afternoon said, "Just I, I told him I was going to speaking to you and so on." Mm-hmm. They said, "Well, you've got actual, you know, being able to affect people." But I remember when I was growing up. Before I became a priest, when mm-hmm. I was in high school, mm-hmm. uh, I, I said to my mother, I said, you know, I, I'm thinking about being a priest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was elated and everything else. <laughs> and as, as I was studying as, to the pre, in the priesthood, uh, one day she said, you know, I don't know, but, you know, you're a quiet person. And how are you going to give me sermons? You know, you don't speak much and you don't say that much, you know. <laughs> and I don't know what to me, but after a few years, I was able to, you know, express myself more and so on. But I always, you know, people, you know, I, I'm reminded of that when Mother said, you know, I pray for you every night. I hope you're a priest. But <laughs> boy, I, you know, and... Uh, I think of that a few times, so on. Hmm. Well, that that is that is amazing. I mean, your your priesthood means so much more to you. It uh, you had a very um, you had a moment of reflection five years ago because you were so ill. I uh, don't know how yeah. your condition is now, but it seems to have changed. You seem so more uh, gracious. You you seem like you're filled with gratitude. You seem like. You have matured very much in the last five years. What's happened? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, I must say, uh, with my cancer, which was seven years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I do not realize how much, because I had my cancer, mm-hmm. that I would be effective to people in many different ways. Just, I mean, again, I said earlier, not this interview, but one before, mm-hmm. I don't know why God gave me this answer. <laughs> yes. But I think some of the reasons why mm-hmm. is that ever since I've had this cancer, mm-hmm. I've been able to help people. For instance, I remember I was about two or three months in the hospital. Wouldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. But nurses would come to me. Uh, doctors would come to me. And they realized I was a priest. Mm-hmm. And they would get questions, to ask me questions, or go to confession. Or, you know, I was able to, to help them. Wow. And I... I remember now, and I still do this, because I go to the cancer center here in Great Bend. Oh, okay. Been going there, mm-hmm. been going there for now seven years. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember five, six years ago, and since then, uh, they're not all Catholics, all the nurses. 
mm-hmm. for all the patients. Right. And my being there, uh, for instance, I can remember during Lent one time. Right. Uh, it was Ash Wednesday. Right. And uh, I came in, I had my appointment, I was taking chemo. Mm-hmm. And one of the nurses said, you know, you, you, you've got something on your forehead. <laughs> and, uh, I, I said, well, that's ashes. <laughs> and I said, well, what is that? I said, well, we're beginning the season of Lent. Mm-hmm. And you know, I explained to them what that was. And I remember a year later, I maybe didn't have the ashes that time on, but uh I come back, you know, I said, remember, Lent, you know, we fast. Right. Oh, we have it. So I asked them, you know, what are you fasting for? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, giving up. And, you know, I told them what I was giving up and so on. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I guess I'll say this. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, they did well enough. But, but one of the things I said, well... You know, uh, I'm giving up sex. <laughs> and they would laugh, you know, because don't, I don't know. But anyway, being a priest, I am able to, and then I want to say this, I've had that cancer now for seven years. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot better than I was five years ago. Yes, you sound stronger, uh, Father Chuck. You oh, certainly do. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, and and people that I'm, I'm taking chemo now, but it's a, a effect doesn't have many side effects. Oh, okay. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I go in there tomorrow, and uh, I've been going in there every week almost for seven years, except when I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. But uh, people, I'd be beside someone now. And they'll say, you know, uh, I've got this going on. It's only been a year. And I don't know how much, you know, whether I'll make it or not. Mm-hmm. And I say to her or him, don't give up. Mm-hmm. You know, they're oh, uh, And they'll say, well, I had this, I had this uh, chemo. I says, yep, I had it too. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll see it. You know, you've got to put faith in God and so on. And so, uh, hopefully, I've been able to help those people uh, again by, I guess, that's why I'm still here. I asked that Lord many, many times, (laughs) why, why, why? So perhaps you're able to express empathy more because you've gone through it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll mention something about one of the side effects, I said, I've been through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that gives them some hope. Not not that I'm bragging or, you know, anything like mm-hmm. that. No. But, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's a reason I had this cancer. And, and, you know, even like five years ago, six years ago, mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, but... I'm beginning to say that was a good thing. What happened during the last um, five years? What happens when you're low? Um, I know you've had many moments of being low. What has kept you up? 
What's given you courage? Okay. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I guess I, I turn to the Lord more, uh, you know, in prayers. Uh, you know, I, I've said, I've said this over and over, and I even said it today very much. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I, I say their names uh, and all the time, you know? mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's it's one of my prayers. I mean, it's not really a prayer, but I never said those. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help me, mm-hmm. or Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, you know, today. I never said that before. I had cancer. I know, oh. and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I'm saying a few more prayers. Uh, uh, I know I should be praying more, you know. Uh, and uh, that's one of the things I you know, need to confess, that, you know, I don't pray enough, you know. Uh, I wonder, Father Chuck, what does it mean when you say that you think that you haven't prayed enough? You know, it has to come from the heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, I go back, why did the Lord do this to me? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I need to, uh, I have meditated enough on that, that I do it through prayer, you know. Uh, it doesn't make much sense, but uh, uh, I just I find myself, you know, like driving, you know, driving down the road. Uh, fortunately, I, I don't mind driving. And how many, many times just end up in praying. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe not the rosary, but just praying, you know, mm-hmm. to God. So from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. From, yeah, from the heart. Okay, that that's a good word from... Uh, to say uh, from the heart, uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't about war. Uh, you know, I had things to do and uh, so on. And prayer was kind of, you know, well, I'll pray with me too, so on. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I think I pray more and more from the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I pray enough? No. <laughs> So do you think then that all that you've gone through and your understanding of prayer in your own life and praying from the heart is a grace of a kind of healing from the Lord? It's a special kind of healing, like an understanding that the Lord heals in different ways. And to, for you, it was a realization that the Lord was trying to bring you closer to Him in deep prayer? Well, I haven't thought of that in a way, but... I think you're right, you know, yeah. Uh, it's made me closer from, you know, what I had and so on. Uh, uh, it's a, it, it developed my sense of need to pray, sense of why I need to pray, hmm. and maybe how I pray, you know. Uh, it's a deeper sense, of, mm-hmm. you know. It's just not our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
So, Father Chuck, now that you've retired, what do you miss most about being an active priest? Uh, even though I'm retired, nice to be retired, mm-hmm. but I miss people. I miss the parish. I miss schools I uh, went to. Uh, you know, I was pastor of many Catholic schools and, and the children and mm-hmm. so on. I'm busy, busy, busy. But I miss them, and I miss being around them. And, yeah, you know, all the funerals and, and gatherings and so on, that kept me going. And, and hopefully I did, did help some people and so on. Uh, and so it is, uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I miss that very, very much. Yeah. I think you've really grown into your fatherhood. I think we all need priests who are spiritual fathers. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I think I did some of that, you know. Uh, uh, you know, and, and, you know, people, like I said earlier, you know, people have come up to me mm-hmm. either by, you know, called me on the internet or what, you know, they say, hey, you know, I remember when you did this or that, <laughs> you know, and, you know, uh, yeah, uh, and, you know, it was the Lord working through me. You know, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I was open to it. I, I don't know. It was just me and, and no one can replace me and. I can't replace somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you're unique. You know, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but each, each person is unique. Mm-hmm. That's what we always you know, say. <laughs> own, yeah, you know, in, in their own way, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not better than, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you know, just doing uh, the thing God has asked you to do. It's freedom, isn't it? Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Right, right. You know, and and after these, you know, forty-seven years, you know, uh, I know I chose the right location. This is this is wonderful. What would you say to uh, young men right now who are interested to, to enter the priesthood to the seminary? Well, if if they're interested and so on and thinking about it. Uh, um, I'll say to them, uh, go to the seminary and see what it's like. Because mm-hmm. uh, when when I was uh, thinking about it and so on, uh, I didn't know what it was all about. <laughs> no. And, uh, okay. I, I didn't. You know, I didn't know what seminary was. You know, I didn't, you know. Let, uh, let's go back, um, Father. How did you receive your calling? Was it in minute amounts, or how, how did it happen? I'm curious. Well, you know, I, I 
received my calling, I guess, uh, from my pastor. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, I grew up in a community uh, that was not Catholic. I mean, we, we had a Catholic church and everything. I did not go to a Catholic school. It was a public school. I went to a high school, which was a public high school. Mm-hmm. And we had, I think, about 14 in my class. Mm-hmm. And only two were, were Catholic. The rest were not a faith. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I don't really know. Uh, uh, I, I guess I didn't know what it was all about in a way. My pastor, you know, he, he asked me to do some things and helped him out. Uh, I remember him praying. You know, we, uh, we'd go to Mass and, uh, a little bit earlier or something. And, and he was kneeling up front. And at the time, I didn't know what he was doing. I knew he was praying. He was probably saying his office, which I didn't know anything about back then. Mm-hmm. But somehow, I said, you know, what, what's he doing? And and I guess I kind of wanted to do more of that or that more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the young man, if they're thinking about it, I say, at least try it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know you go there. And... Uh, you know, I, you know, all through my eight years of studying, uh, I had, you know, make decisions year after year, you know, mm-hmm. and somehow I was was led to that, you know. I, I don't know, you know, those, my mother was a great influence, yes. Mm-hmm. My pastor, mm-hmm. and uh, we prayed the rosary during Lent. Every day, uh, yeah, every day during Lent, mm-hmm. and so on. So, mother had, had a big, big influence on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, it, we I need that. We need that now because things have changed. Society has changed, and our values have changed. Uh, one of the things that I think helps men, uh, you, is that they see the priest. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, we have so short a priest, and that's no fault of anybody. Right. But, you know, in our Catholic schools, you know, they need to see the priest. And it doesn't have to be a Catholic school, but mm-hmm. they need to see us in action. And I know, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not at fault of anybody. And... And when I was, you know, a pastor and so on, I was so busy. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the important things is to be present to them. I maybe did some of that. I should have done more of that. You know, uh, you know, we we, we need we need priests that you know the young look up to and ask and so on. Uh, they need to see us. If they never see us, except being busy and saying mass. Who wants to be so busy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that they can't have time for people if that's all they see? You know, they need to see us play with them. Mm-hmm. They need to see us laugh with them. They, you know, and I, I didn't do enough of that either. Mm-hmm. But, uh, 
you know, the, the older I get, the young people, they need to see me do that. Not that I'm showing off. Not that I'm saying, hey, look at me, a priest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that the... I too have to, right. that I too cry, that mm-hmm. I too, you know, mm-hmm. and so on. Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm not with it now, but, you know, uh, you know, I think some people think, well, you know, why do I want to be a priest? Mm-hmm. He is so busy, and, uh, you know, he, you know who, who wants to be that way? Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and, you know, how can we change that? I, I don't know. We just need to be more present, Mm-hmm. You've hit the nail on the head? Definitely. I have one more question for you, Father, which is interesting. Do you think that you're more um, attracted to, or the Lord's grace on you, to to minister more with people whom you know who are suffering from cancer? Yeah, I think so. Uh, one of the, yeah, uh, well, uh, in back of my mind, uh, I wish this would have happened, but, well, I'll bring it up. Uh, and at the cancer center, uh, I think it was some legal problems or something, but uh, w- one or two of them asked that, uh, as a spiritual director, you know, mm-hmm. would you be a spiritual director for any cancer center for anybody wants to come up? I said, yeah, yeah I'd be mm-hmm. But in... in it never came about, and I think there was maybe some legal things, or, you know, I don't know what. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm more aware of, of, of those situations, and, and I, I think I, I can help them. Uh, mm. uh, so on, you know, uh, I'd be glad to talk to anyone or so on. Uh, but, yeah, it's made me more aware. Oh, well, I'm, I'm happy about that. I can... Definitely refer many people to you. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be glad to. I, I'm, not, I'm not bragging, but, uh, you know. Uh, you, well, you're a comforter, and you're a, your presence speaks volumes, and you're authentic, and that's what we need. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, you were deep before, but now you have a, a gravity, a weight to you. Do you understand? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. No, I want to get your podcast and so on or, or hear what I have to say. Or, I mean, uh, let's keep in contact and I want your, you know, yeah. your information and like to hear what others have to say. Definitely, Father Chuck. Thank you so much for being our guest tonight at Grace That Reigns. Uh, you do good work too. You and Bishop, uh, uh, I love your letters and so on. So uh, God bless you all. You've just listened to Father Charles Mazouk from the Diocese of Dodge City, Kansas. He was here tonight to help you to renew your sense of wonder for the vocation of the priesthood. This is Jacqueline Lowe signing off from Grace That Reigns. Please visit our website at www.gracethatreigns.com. Our podcast channel is called Renewing Your Wonder.